Hello and welcome to the second hour of Barbarian in the Valley, which has now as its official, official moniker, the Free Associates. Because we here, we are free. We're free to associate with anybody, with any idea that we want. It's just an amazing thing. It's liberating. And we are also allowed to just ramble and just rumble along making associations because we are in the shared pursuit of knowledge, my friends. No experts on this show. We have experts, but they don't come on for shows in which they would be experts. Because I like to think of us as playing maybe Frisbee golf, although I don't actually know how that's played, Frisbee golf. I like to think of us as chasing a Frisbee in a field. And we no one has a head start. We're all just moving along. And we're actually sharing the task together, which again, Waylon can correct me later because I don't know Frisbee golf and I want to know really that much about Frisbee golf. That's something I missed because of my age, my tender age of 48. Well, I'll tell you, it was such a pleasure to come into campus. Now, this is a pre-recorded episode, so we're not in our usual morning slot, and so we won't be taking calls this week, but it was such a pleasure to come on campus where everything's just humming, man, just people just everywhere, ping-ponging, ping-ponging concert down on the quad people eating pizza little romantic couples canoodling Ooh, that's a good word canoodling you don't hear that too much anymore and i'll tell you it was clear to me (laughs) because i was complaining about this before but it was really clear to me that people pretty much everyone who saw me approach the campus approach the umass campus center knew who i was and that was so gratifying people because the last time I was concerned, it was early in the morning, there was no autograph seekers. Now, just to be clear, the BIQ, the barbarian in question, which is myself, people were looking at me like I was a famous person. It seemed that people were regarding me in a famous way. Uh, no one approached me. No one asked for a picture. And I get that because they're shy. But I just want to let you guys know here on the UMass campus that I am always available for an autograph. I am always available to take a picture with you. You know, please don't be shy. Now, this week, and we're not taking calls, but if you're out there in the listening audience, you can go to barbarianinthevalley.com, barbarianinthevalley.com, and look at the reading. So kind of prep and prime you. We're talking about Luddites this week, and we're going to be talking about all kinds of technology. Really kind of running around technology. What was a Luddite? What would a modern Luddite really look like? All right. And, of course, we'll talk about Wayland's orange van and all kinds of really good stuff. So, and just want to let you guys know that the podcast, there's two of them, one for the first hour, Barbarian in the Valley, and one for the second hour, now the Free Associates. So our hope is that you go to both podcasts, that you subscribe to both podcasts, or either one, whatever suits you. So listen to a little Diodato, and we'll be back in just a minute. We're coming back, and we are talking about technology. We're talking about Luddites. And, you know, I like to fancy myself, since I'm a half a century old, I, I consider myself pretty good. You know, there's worse out there. Now, I recognize, Waylon, that you're better at technology than me. You know, I understand that. So, oh, he got it this time. Oh, I was trying to trick him into it, folks. I generally do not turn on his mic. 
he almost never gets it. That's interesting. So what was different about this time that made you know that you your mic wasn't on? <laughs> oh, I just tried to trick him again, folks. He's not going to fall for it. All right, so I will put on your mic. There we go. Yeah, I'm actually I'm surprised because you kind of came in like a bat out of hell. And, you know, know. We we're like all confused about where we were. But you had enough presence of mind to recognize that your mic was off this time. I know. I I don't like that's one of those things. It's like that's why I don't bring a lunch to school is because I know the importance of bringing my lunch to school. I will actively pack a lunch. I will do all the steps and then I'll still forget it. Oh, you will. You forget. I'll still forget it. I'm just because it's not I just for some reason didn't embed that into my routine growing up because I was a hot lunch guy. I'm still kind of a hot lunch guy, but it's like. $4 $4 instead of 2 back in the day. I thought it was a deal. It's not the biggest deal when you have like State Street and all those things in Northampton. So There's also I just something called a microwave, you know. That's what I do. I, I warm my stuff up. But Yeah, but you I mean, you're you're a family man and yep. you you know, you have all you have all that going for you. I don't have a macaroni and cheese. I have like a hungry jack in the freezer. Hungry you know? jack like the mashed yeah. potato makings. Yeah. It yeah, was actually yeah. lean cuisine is what I Eight growing up. Well, I also make food for my kids, so uh, but I can't eat this cool lunch every day. I uh, don't. I, I I see. I love our lunches. Or I love our our lunch staff. Yep. We had a better menu and food at Belchertown High School. Now I think this is it, though. I think it's classic government has ruined. The traditional lunch they've gotten cheaper with it and they've also taken out and made it more nutritious so yeah, we used yeah, to get munchy basket right. munchy basket it was the trifecta of deliciousness mm-hmm. it was uh popcorn chicken yeah mozzarella sticks and tater tots yeah and you know the lunch ladies used to call me pay for the week whaling because my mother would give me a check i would go I would ask you, she didn't trust me with money so yeah. <laughs> so she she brought me she would give me a check i would go and uh, they, like, I would maybe sk- skip, like, one day, like, Fridays. And then I would have the surplus of all these lunches that I didn't use. Right. So then I was getting double lunch, oh, munchie man. basket. Oh, my oh, God. Now, this is the moment in the show, and because I review these shows all the time, I, this is the moment where I move you along. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. Know, like, I corral Because I you. spent 15 minutes talking about school lunch some, some kind of 15 nonsense. years ago. But... I do want to talk a little bit about your van because I actually think tonight's the night that you're going to get a ticket. And now why would I think that? This is a pre-recorded episode. We're here. It's actually 6.30 in the evening. Probably not supposed to say that, but it is 6.30 in the evening on a full campus day. You're going to get a ticket. Are you where you usually are? Well, so this is the time where it's now the changing of the guard. If I get a ticket, it's going to be from the UMass police, not from parking services because oh, i think they go that. back at 6 30 huh. i did my grad here grad school yep, so recently. it was just like oh man so i would start class at like 5 30 and they think they go home at six oh. so it's like i had this so half what an are your hour thoughts? what are your thoughts today um well uh i'm on cloud nine right now I, I don't care about my birthday i don't care about anything traditional holidays like that i passed inspection yesterday oh first time God. first time Oh, my God. So just for the listening audience, uh, let me describe. (laughs) Uh, You know this van if you're alive and living in the valley, okay, because it's a obnoxious orange Toyota van that has every obvious hipster semiotic bumper sticker you can imagine on it. Okay, so you've seen it. Free the turtles, man. 
Free the turtles. Free save, the turtles. Save the whales. And, and it has a bee-free license plate. Yes. And it's something that would struggle to pass inspection. So that was that today? Uh, that was yesterday. Huh. And so I, I'm going to say this. I hope my guys at Jiffy Lube, I love the Jiffy Lube in Hadley. I hope he's not listening because he said, oh, yeah, your windshield wiper fluid's out. I could hear the motor going, but uh, it wasn't going, but you're all set. I think my windshield wiper shooters are broken. Okay, so. But I got by. I'm less by. concerned about the guy at the Jiffy Lube in Hadley and more concerned with the state of Massachusetts. I just heard that. You know what? I, it's absolutely free is the license plate. It would take about five seconds. You know, I seconds. almost posted this on Facebook yesterday. But so, if you want to bring out the Republican in me, yeah. really, you got to start talking about the safety inspection for Massachusetts Auto. Because that there was some lobbyist who was just licking his chops in toasting champagne oh, because we have the strictest so auto inspection. It's it's crazy. That may be it's true. Absolutely that insane. That may be true, Waylon. Although I see some cars on the road that but baffle the imagination. Well, I got to go figure out what what back alley place they're getting inspected exactly. at. Exactly. We even have it recorded now. Like I can look. We're in a whole van. other level. And you go to California. California best emissions like vanessa my van has the best emissions i had to pass florida or um not florida California. jeez they probably have no, nothing no nothing but they don't need insurance they have the the best emissions zero safety zero uh uh-huh. yeah that kind of makes sense that's a real california that's california in a nutshell yeah that their car inspection has really good emissions no safety yeah you know it's dune buggy it's like dune buggies and like hipster vans like yourself Maybe you have to put maybe, cancer maybe, labels on everything, but everybody owns a gun. Maybe to California. Yeah. Okay. Eh, tried it. Or we can just move forward. So that's the option as well. I think you're <laughs> going to get a ticket tonight. I hope you're going to get a ticket tonight. I hope it's a jackbooted state police guy who gives you the ticket. And I want to tell you, you probably should pay for the ticket I got in Northampton yesterday because I used the app and they ticketed me anyways. And, like, that's happening. Wait. Oh, yeah. I used the app. I am totally was... On the app? I, well, guess what? You're a Luddite oh, because... Because <laughs> why? I'm did not he, the Luddite. You, you did something wrong. No. I guarantee you it wasn't I the app. I guarantee you it wasn't. And the, there was a guy who stopped and he said, did you just get a ticket? I said, yeah. He said, yeah. I know like 12 people have gotten tickets even though they've gone on this app. My theory is, and this is the course of conspiratorial BIQ speaking here, but I actually think that app is costing the city money. Because it's so easy not to get a ticket when you use that app. And I actually think they really need that money. And I just think they're throwing tickets on everything and just being like, are they going to fight it or are they going to pay it? You know, are they going to spend 45 minutes fighting this ticket or $15 paying the ticket? And, you know, there's some famously disliked meter people in Northampton, you know. There's like one that everyone knows by name. <laughs> so... Anyway, we can move on. As, and no, I can show you the app, and I can show you the email receipt. I'm going receipt. back. Yeah, I want to see their email receipt. Okay. I want to see. Okay, and when we do, plate. and when we do go back, and you realize that you're wrong, what's going to happen then? I'll because take you out is, to Dobra. Okay. Okay. Good. And I'll and pay for your parking for. And what the time I there. really want is an apology, but if that's Dobra, oh, and that's fine. Now, folks, let's look at this article. And obviously the word Luddite is something that's been popping up in popular culture because we live in a time of, like, saturated technology. And there's plenty of people, although I feel like almost less and less, surprisingly, 
maybe because of the pervasiveness of technology and the fact that like everyone's on it. But that kind of cranky old Luddite thing, I feel like even in myself, I think 15 years ago, I would have had a much more reactionary attitude towards technology. Whereas now we're just swimming in it. So I kind of like, well, it is what it is. I don't, I don't consider myself as actively a Luddite. You know, there was a lot of analog recording back then, the lo-fi stuff. It seems to be less. But a Luddite is in the, you know, it's in the vocabulary. And we think of that as someone who is not adept at technology, right? Mm-hmm. And we have some vague notion that there were people in England during the Industrial Revolution who beat up on machines, right? So can you describe what the article is talking about, or would you like me to do it? Yeah. I mean, you, you basically hit the nail on the head right there or crashed, crashed the machine. I mean, Or it's, there's actually a word for it. There's this great word. What, what did they call it? I'm sorry. It's, which one? Uh, they're like, when they've got the steel mallet. Oh, Enoch made them, they declared, and Enoch shall break them. Uh, uh, yeah. In Yorkshire, they attacked frames with massive sledgehammers they called Great Enoch. After a loyal black blacksmith who had manufactured both the hammers and many of the machines they intended to destroy. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Okay, I Enoch the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, okay. there we go. Uh, well, it starts out much different. It, it, it takes a historical turn, and it basically stays there for it. But the main premise is that it, first it starts discussing technology and how we are simultaneously, uh, you know, rejecting technology while at the same time using technology and to what extent you can escape technology yeah and then it uses you know how we all refer to luddites and it actually goes into a rich history of the luddites the luddites uh you know it it really is not it translated differently and evolved over time uh the the main gist was that it was a much more uh reaction the the luddite smashing of machines was much more reactionary to the human experience and the um the work inequities and things that were happening uh during the time rather than a you know direct uh, rejection of technology at the okay, time. Okay, so that it, they weren't necessarily ideologues like we understand them to be. Yeah. And it actually says that the Luddites were, quote, highly skilled machine operators in the textile industry. They weren't like in cottage industries, like tanning leather. That's not who they were. And, yeah. and it says also, nor was the technology they attacked particularly new. It's, it's trying to re- make us re-understand what a Luddite actually was. And I do think he has some cool stuff at the beginning as well um, when he's talking about modern Luddites using technology to destroy technology, right? So um, there's this Onion article that says Luddite invents machines to destroy technology quicker, right? We know the Onion's a satirical yeah. newspaper, right? But he says, like all good satires, the mark headlines comes close to the truth. Modern Luddites do invent machines, computer viruses, cyber worms, and other malware, basically to, to kind of gum up the machine, the mechanism. But let me ask you, so what were the Luddites trying to achieve, though? That's not clear to me from the article. I think, like I said, it goes back to that human experience. I think that it's it's much more localized in the relationships that were they were developing with the uh, with the owners. And so, in the article, it talks about how there were uh, the the owners of these uh, these businesses and the you know these factories were uh, 
you know, antagonistic and aggressive at the time. So it was a reaction to more of this dynamic that was being, this violent dynamic that was being brought forth. And, and sometimes they instigated as well. But I, th- I see with this, technology is a tool in which they used and were destroying, but it was also the symbol. It was kind of the crux of everything. Hmm. And so it gets associated with them, but it would be as if you, you, we could have the same conversation about uh, slavery in America when slaves were purpose, purposefully destroying their tools in the fields yeah. so they didn't have to use them. Sure. So are, would, would, you know, with that reference, are slaves Luddites? You know, it's, is that same perspective happening? Yeah. So, yeah, so at I what agree. time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes, I'm not totally sure that he actually nails what a Luddite was. It's not totally clear to me what he's saying. Yeah. I understand that he's saying that they weren't, the big takeaway from the article is that they weren't technologically backwards. Like, that's the big, yeah. to me, the big reveal in the article, that they were actually skilled, that they worked with these machines, and that they were it was yeah it almost feels like a a slowdown strike or like a way of striking against these factory workers that kind of gets out of hand opposed to like something like um reactionary that we want to go back to a time before technology yeah and my 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 initial like reaction when i heard when i hear luddite is something similar to um the salem witch trials and burning individuals because of supernatural premises or there's something that is kind of unknown or dangerous or conspicuous about what is being done and we don't entirely grasp so we have to we have to nip it in the bud before it becomes something that is you know wonky Hmm. or dangerous down the line this is not like that at all it's not like oh technology is going to you know we're we're it's it would be in our modern day if we started smashing any robot because we're we're afraid they're, they're going Good to be idea. sentient. Not a bad idea, right? <laughs> what is his name? Osimo. Well, <laughs> Just let me start smashing him. Well, so let's actually go to that. I think that's a good place to pursue. If there was something going on in society right now, because I agree with you, with technology, once it's out, it, it is a Pandora's box. Like, the only way to really eliminate it is to almost have this prescient view. It's kind of like killing Hitler in 1919, right? Like, if you knew that, and of course, we don't know if that would have changed anything particularly, but, like, that's the science fiction story. Yeah. That you go back to 1919 and you push Hitler in front of a trolley because you, kn- you knew what was going to come. But I almost feel like there's a number of things brewing right now that could be thrown in front of a trolley. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, a number of things. Um, genetic engineering yep, could be CRISPR thrown. CRISPR-Cas9, for sure. That's the could, first thing that came to mind. Okay, so describe that technology just for a second. I've okay, heard in, about in it. In very, very easy terms. I actually had stock in uh, one one of these companies, Editas. By the way, how's your Bitcoin doing? Oh, jeez. <laughs> really? It's, first off, it's You um, almost convinced me not, to spend money on it's that. It's not Bitcoin. Well, I it's have... blockchain um, or something. Coinbase. Yeah. Did you well, take well, a bath? I use Coinbase. Whatever. Did you take a bath or not? You took a bath, So, first you? off... I made all my money back. So the <laughs> money that I put into um, to, into everything, I took out, and uh-huh. so I was using house money. Okay. But the house money is not doing good. Is it gone? No. Okay. It's probably, uh, just, you know, what is gone? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be holding this bag for the, the, you know, the foreseeable future. Yeah. I would say um, invested after I took my money out. If, if that was 5000 it was... One thousand now. 
Yeah. Here's my that's a pretty by big the way, I mean that's huge. But you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You're... Side strategy for the Bitcoin um, blockchain thing. This is what I would do: take a hundred bucks, embed it across the board on fifty companies. Oh yeah, like an index fund. Well, because one of them might become the Amazon. You know, of yeah. like Bitcoin. Like yeah. that's the way I would play that. You know, I don't really play in the market because I cannot give the bandwidth over to it that you can. You have more bandwidth than me. Yeah, and it was kind of it's kind of like a video game to me. But the yeah. only problem is I'm just way too impatient. I can't just let my money sit there. If I'm going to do that, I have a 503B. I put it in there. Yeah, that makes but, sense. Yeah, but we're boring oh, yeah, people yeah. now. <laughs> okay, but so talk about the CRISPR. First of all, the name yeah. the CRISPR, all I can see is like a fried chicken maker. Yeah, it's such a it's, funny name. It's yeah, it's very it's it's a huge long acronym. But essentially, okay. what it is is it's going in and the it's the ability to cut the gen the the genetic material in very specific ways so you can give the like I'm, a piece I'm of butchering software this, but it's almost exactly like, you know you take working with amino acids and things so you know okay. particular instances that you want to remove and, then and you, you're able to remove them you take it out of someone's body and then put it back in it's it's not coming out. It's actually re-engineering things on the the DNA level. So then, when it does replicate, it, it's it's going. And so, but you do inject it back into people, don't you? Isn't that the idea? Like, I'm trying to get a, a vision. You of know, this. I, 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 now I'm out of my element. Okay. I'm, that's going too you, far. You started what, saying, that yeah, you, but it's funny because you said I'm going to give a very easy explanation. Exactly. Which, and now well, I was going about to be which like, made so, you sound. Uh, that's a cover the term creation. for I actually don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, it makes you sound like an expert that's talking down to me, but now we've discovered yeah. no, just no, no. with one question. <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the whole house card comes down. Well, it, it, it is like ominous technology, right? I mean, or not. It could be the best thing that ever happened to humanity. Or the worst, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, but that's, that's how everything is. I mean, you could say that about religion. You know, oh, don't, you can say that about anything. No, and so you know we, yes, if in in the can. idea of editing genes, we possess the ability. We could theoretically possess the ability to eliminate a lot of hurt and pain in the world. Yep, we could also use it for nefarious reasons <clears throat> and breed a genetic race of you know Aryans 2.0, be and really bring eugenics back. Yep. You know, so, I mean, it's, it could take, and both of those to some degree could happen. So, but you could do that with anything. I'm always the glasses half full, the optimist of, of technology, but. Why? Why? Because I'm sitting here talking to you through a microphone with my iPhone in my pocket. That's why, because we're us- utilizing all this abundant, infinite knowledge that we've had in a very productive and awesome way. So let me ask you this. And I think I know what you're going to answer, but I want you to consider, I am starting to feel that the internet in total has started to run into the negative, just like your Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? You believe that? Oh, yeah. I, I think that, huh. for sure. Okay, that's interesting. Like, for like instance... Like, in some yeah. total, I'm starting to feel like it's actually you know what the best, quite you, a bit. You know, the, the, the best way I can put this is that one of my favorite sites to be on is Reddit. Okay, if you take an aggregation By the of way, all that is Reddit, you are Reddit. Oh yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah. <laughs> okay, 
But if you were to aggregate it, just put it all together and get an idea of who the Redditor is, it's a very isolated and lonely and angry. Is it usually angry? And vengeful individual. Well, and I'm not hey, going to say. Careful. I'm not going to say that there's flashes of positivity and I'm I'm definitely part of communities on the site that are that that strive to be uh, positive you're on the wrong side of reddit because the stuff I is look at it's it's so broad but yes I guess there's some that are really negative do you you read comments yeah 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 well what are you in like history teachers reddit okay you know (laughs) middle east yeah but we're talking about like which ones are you politics i mean i'm in a lot of them you know i'm tech ed teachers things like that but i mean i'm also in the large ones why do you look why do i look at the negative comments oh because they're the first they're they're typically the top comments or there'll be some degree of trying to either debunk um or be it's very skeptical and again, I, I I love Reddit. I created a political action committee that was Reddit based. I well, love the power of Reddit. I'm, I'm trying I to look get, at the positive in I'm Reddit. I'm trying to get but get nail you down a little bit or Enoch you down a little bit because <laughs> Enoch away. Enoch away. Um, I'm not. Con- are you saying that you feel like on balance the internet is now trending into the negative, not positive, in total? I think that it's much easier for gang speak or or just um hordes of online cultures to take a negative skeptical embrace the negativity and skepticism because in the positive it can be vulnerable and it's just it's something it's it's weird i mean like if you look at the Twitter and when you see trolls and when they're outed and they're a you know a middle aged business man in Mm. Wisconsin with a family Mm. who's saying the most disgusting racist awful things and they get caught up in this avatar that they've created Mm. there's the anonymity mixed with the just the kind of crowd mentality it just is a it can breed really bad stuff but it can also be, breed really good stuff, like we're going back to. Like, yeah, but we're just feel. I'm just feel. It's feeling so very negative right now, and it's t- t- taken any kind of like specific truth and put it in a blender. We we talked about deep fakes before. Like everything, is doesn't feel real anymore. Like, and I don't know what the ultimate response to that will be because I don't believe that we're just victims of our own technology. Like you know, people basically talk about it as a foregone conclusion. I suppose as a group, that's true. But, you know, like there's probably some kind of solution out there. It might be just turning away from it. I suppose that's not very realistic. I don't know. But, you know, uh, I'm just feeling, uh, you know, I compared it to you before I showed my class this. I feel like the Internet in 2016, the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark at the end, (laughs) where they open the Ark of the Covenant, and there's all these beautiful angels like floating around that's the internet from 1996 to 2016 and then when they all turn into scary monsters that's 2016 and shoots rays through people and that's that's where we're at now i'm surprised you went that late with it yeah i mean, I'd probably you're right but i do think that was a turning point i do think the election in 2016 felt discernible turning point yeah i could i could see that i mean there's also uh 
what the heck is that book that I read on Obama's presidency and just the I mean I think that it has to do with the finally politics caught up to understanding how to engage on the internet really you know it's right. uh, it, it's it was finally the aha moment where and you know politics is really I mean that's where you get the rise of like infowars and sure. and all of those in a really kind of mainstream way you know um and just like you just think about a, a a world in which in the 90s a Breitbart could exist in the in the in the swing right the grand scheme of things well right? Bannon was studied video gamers right I, mean, I don't know if you know that no, but that I didn't was know his that. oh yeah he made he was doing business around that in about 10 years ago and he found in gamers like this almost like magical angry crowd that he felt like was very large actually and wasn't really being seen and he surfaced them i mean that's basically what he did he surfaced this anger into organized political speech instead of just a bunch of you know 16 year olds and 48 year olds flaming out yeah and what he he also did i mean he he was he developed the narrative he was developing a narrative. He he, he made documentaries. And yeah. They were just, I mean, documentaries is a loose term. It was really propaganda. But, you know, he started mastering that as well. And that, if we didn't have the, the age of the internet that we do now, that's where he would be relegated to, yeah. you know, maybe 25,000 no people seeing his documentary yeah. at some no-name festival. Yeah, that's right. All right, well, we're going to be back in a minute, and we're going to actually talk a little bit about when we come back, perhaps how it's forever in the internet right if you do or say anything you're tied to it forever there's actually a really cool song do you know that song i think it's the guy josh ritter wrote it it's a funny song and it's like the internet's forever you know and it's talking to like a teenage kid and just reminding them that oh yeah i'll get it for you meanwhile before um before we come back we're gonna listen to some music we're gonna listen to some motorsoft (laughs) 